welcome to Conspiracies, Fear, and Mysteries Podcast. And what's what's going on, yo? Welcome back to Conspiracies, Fears, and Mysteries Podcast. And today is Saturday, 16 February 2019. And I'm your host, Ralphie. Coming back to bring you some more conspiracies, and I'll get to the fears and the mysteries. Um, I'm putting to, I'm still putting together stories. Remember, the podcast is new; it's still in its infant stages. So I'm putting together stuff and finding creepy pastas to maybe, uh, you know, um, uh, put on here. That, that that I read a lot of creepy pastas, and I'll read them with some music in the background. I did one just to see how it, it took, and some people. Uh, gravitated to it so let's go ahead but today i wanted to talk about conspiracy theories right i'm still on conspiracies this is a big you know a big conspiracy guy i'm not a nut but i love to hear him i love to read about him um because you know it's a part of life conspiracies and the word conspiracy is usually put on something when you want to make people doubt it you you want to you want people to doubt it you want you want to throw shade on it you want you want to you know divert attention uh like away from it or kind of make make it hard for it to be found true or to hide the truth you throw the word conspiracy on it like oh it's a conspiracy theory that means there's doubt so we're not going to believe it some people might believe it some people don't and um, the word comes with a lot of uh, baggage with it and whatever, uh, because when people know or think that you're a conspiracy theorist, theorist, they automatically think you're a nut for doubting something. You know, uh, <laughs> the the minute you say conspiracy, uh, oh, I'm a conspiracy theory, or you talk about conspiracies, they automatically think you're a nut. But if I'm a nut, oh well, I'm a nut then. Today I wanted to talk about though. Is let me see how many I have here. I think I have 12. 12 conspiracies that are actually true, which I don't think they're conspiracies anymore <laughs> if they're true, but 12 conspiracies that are actually true. I think they're just facts now. They're not conspiracies. We're not doubting anymore. 12 conspiracies that are actually true. And I got 12 of them here. I got it from the readersdigest.com.au. I guess that's what Australia, I guess. So, let's see. Let's go ahead and get down to the nitty-gritty of these conspiracies. The uh, number one. We'll start with number one. We'll go way down to the last one. Number one is the horror of Project Sunshine. If you've never heard of Project Sunshine, I'll give you a little synopsis. Laughing at conspiracy theories is good fun, at least until they turn out to be true. Take the conspiracy surrounding the Project Sunshine, for example. In the wake of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the U.S. government commenced a major study to measure the effects of nuclear fallout on the human body. Now, the conspiracy behind that is that the government was stealing dead bodies to do radioactive testing. The truth behind that was that the government was stealing parts of dead bodies because they needed young tissue. They recruited a worldwide network of agents to find recently deceased babies and children. 
Oh, man. And then take samples and even limbs. Each collected without notification or permission of the more than 1,500 grieving families. So, to test the effects of nuclear fallout, what the government was doing was they they needed the, the healthiest and the best, probably, sample or skin sample or... Uh, I hate to use, say meat, but, you know, meat or, you know, that you can get is from a baby because it's brand new. It's, 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 it's supposed to be the strongest from a young person, you know. Um, so they were taking children's uh, body parts, like arms and stuff like that. And they would leave. And like, I don't know how they would do the testing, but they would test it and see what the effects of the nuclear fallout was on that. And that's how they did their experiment nobody believed it for a couple of years and then years later it came out that that's what they were doing that's crazy the next one is bad booze bad booze ha i know this one okay during prohibition the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking the truth, manufacturers of industrial alcohol have been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for years prior to prohibition. Prior to that. It's like uh, when the drug dealer, the drug um, manufacturers, like drugs, illegal drugs, they cut up their stuff with different things to make more of it. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. Gov, gov, gov. That didn't stop the bootleggers or their customers. And by the end of Prohibition, more than 10,000 Americans had been killed by tainted booze. Much of the illegal booze was sold in infamous night spots called speakeasies. So-called from the practice of speaking quietly about such a place in public. Or when inside, so as to not alert the police and neighbors. You know, I never understood the speakeasy. Like, like... A lot of speakeasies were in Chicago, right? Al Capone, everything, whatever. Uh, you know, he made his money on the prohibition supply and demand. He had the supply. People demanded it. Speakeasies were like, in, they were basically bars and places that you go to get alcohol, right? But they were like, like, I don't know how you would not find it, you know, in a crowded city. How would you not find a speakeasy? You know, you see people going to one spot. There's like, like if I'm a cop and I'm roaming the city, and I see, you know, and I'm this is my neighborhood, right? I think I'll spot a speakeasy because I'm gonna notice people all, you know, just going to this one alley, and they don't come back until later or whatever. And then they, when they come out, they're stumbling or whatever. So, I, like, I don't know how, <laughs> uh, whatever. I don't know. I guess they would pay off the cops. Obviously, that's what they did. We all know that's not even a conspiracy theory. That's crazy. Let's go ahead and look at the next one. So, the next one. What's this one? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wow. The first lady who ran the country. Huh. I don't know this one. Let's see. The conspiracy behind this one is a stroke rendered United States President Woodrow Wilson incapable of governing and his wife uh, super, super surreptitiously 
I don't know. I guess I don't know what that word is, but I can imagine what it is. Stepped in to serve. So President Woodrow Wilson could uh, had a stroke. He was, you know, obviously if you have a stroke, you can't run the country. So his wife stepped in. The truth: Wilson did suffer a debilitating stroke towards the end of the presidency, but the government felt it was in the country's best interest to keep things quiet. The public didn't learn about the stroke for months, during which time his wife Edith Wilson was making most executive decisions. Despite Mrs. Wilson claiming that she acted only as a steward, historians who have analyzed the Wilson term in office confirm that for well over a year, Mr. Mrs. Wilson was effectively president. So this lady, wow, that's without being sworn in, she was the first lady president, the first lady. Huh, that's, that's something to know. And although a woman president is yet to be formally elected to the White House, um... It says here, uh, here are 10 quotes from the strongest women of the real world and silver screen for inspiration in the meantime. I don't need to read that. It's just inspirational quotes you can find right where. Ooh, number four, government mind control. Conspiracy. The CIA was testing LSD and other hallucinogenic drugs on Americans in a top secret experiment on behavior modification. The program was known as MK Ultra, and it was real. I always talk about MK Ultra. I mention it when I'm joking around or whatever. I say, "Oh man, it's MK Ultra stuff." The MK Ultra is scary because it's it's real, and and I can see how they. I, I can see them doing this. I can see them doing almost everything on this list, but MK Ultra is definitely. I mean, uh, especially in around the time frame when they did it, you know, with wars and. They're trying to figure out, you know, it's always about war. It's always about having the best weapons. Any experiment. After they can use it for war, after they find out they can use a weapon for war, then they'll see how they can use it to control the masses. If you think that's not true, then I don't know what to tell you. The CIA started by using volunteers. The novelist Ken Casey was one notable subject. But the program heads soon began dosing people without their knowledge and K-Ultra left many victims permanently mentally disabled at the present time another drug that alters food and perception and is causing great public concern because of its harmful effects is meth wow now, we all know how what meth does ooh okay this is some number five the Dalai Lama's impressive salary conspiracy the Dalai Lama is a CIA agent that's the conspiracy. Okay, I didn't. I never. I. I, didn't, I don't know. I don't know that. The truth. Perhaps the reason that the Dalai Lama is smiling in all those photos was has something to do with his six-figure salary he pulled down from the U.S. government during the 1960s. According to declassified intelligence documents, he earned 180 thousand in connection with the CIA's funding of the Tibetan resistance, to the tune of 1.7 million per year. The idea was to disrupt the hamper China's uh, and hamper China's infra infrastructure. The Dalai Lama is believed to have the power to choose the body into which he is reincarnated, meaning that the current Dalai Lama is a reincarnation of the last one. Today, millions of people across all religions believe in reincarnation. Hmm. That's 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 insane. That's uh, I I didn't know that one. I wasn't privy to that one. Number six, John Lennon was under government surveillance. 
John Lennon. Hmm. Well, he was an actor, but let, let's let's read about it. Let's see what it says here. The conspiracy is that the FBI was spying on former Beatle John Lennon. The truth. They most certainly were. Like many counterculture heroes, Lennon was considered a threat. Anti-war songs like Give Peace a Chance didn't exactly endear former Beatle John Lennon to the Nixon administration. NPR reported in 2010. In 1971, the FBI put Lennon under surveillance, and the Immigration and Naturalization Service tried to deport him a year later. In 1957, John Lennon and Paul McCarthy met at a party in Woolton. Just yards away from their meeting place was the grave of Eleanor Rigby. A bizarre coincidence or not? Uh, Eleanor Rigby. Uh, I gotta say, I don't know who... It, Eleanor Rigby, I probably do, but don't know who Eleanor Rigby is. Now, check this out. So, think about this. You got a government that's trying to, that's corrupt. All governments, I think, are have some kind of corruption in them. Ours is not exempt. When I say ours, I mean United States, in case you're listening from somewhere else. So, when you have people like John Lennon, who has a, a huge following, like these, these, you know, these celebrities now, they have huge followings, and they stand up for cause, they'll, uh, you know, anti-war, anti-this, anti-government, anti-naturally, I think that the FBI will watch you, because, one, they don't, the government doesn't want anything to hinder their plans, also, they're afraid that, you may be starting your own little militia. There's many reasons, you know, that they do it. Should they do it? No. Do they do it? Yes. Um. So, you know, just be mindful. Let's, just be mindful. That's what they do. Sponsor time. Okay, number seven. This is a good one. I just talked about it, kind of. The government is spying on you. Conspiracy. With the advances in technology, the government is using its vast resources to track citizens. The truth, in 2016, the government agency sent 49,868 requests for user data to Facebook, 27,850 to Google, and 9,076 to Apple. According to the Electronic Frontier Foundation, the EFF, a major nonprofit organization that defends civil liberties in the digital world and advises the public on matters of Internet privacy. If you are concerned about your internet privacy, we ask technology experts to give us the lowdown on the likelihood you are being watched through your computer. Um, there's a big likelihood that you're being watched through your computer. Uh, you should probably unplug your webcam or put a little tape over your um, thing, but you never know, man. Your phones have cameras. Your phones are also recorders. Um, everything you're, you're now they have watches. Everybody's so mesmerized by everything. Oh, the Apple Watch. Oh, this watch. Oh, I can talk and I can hear my phone call. They can also hear you. Those watches with the cameras, they can also see you. You know. So it's out there, man. Number eight, fake battle, real war. The conspiracy is that the Gulf of Tonkin incident on August. 2nd 1964 was faked to provoke american support for the vietnam war the truth by the time news reached americans ears the facts surrounding the north vietnamese attack on the american naval ship maddox were already fuzzy 
Declassified intelligence documents have since revealed that the Maddox had provided support for South Vietnamese attacks on a nearby island and that the North Vietnamese were responding in kind, according to the U.S. Naval Institute. The event opened the floodgates for direct American military involvement in Vietnam. Okay, check this out. I am I'm a I'm a veteran, you know, uh love the country, America first, all that, you know, all American dude, Hispanic immigrant, legal immigrant, um all that good stuff, right? Now do you believe this is my question to you, do you believe that there is an interest in war, there's profit in war? Yes, there is. If you don't believe that, I don't know what to tell you. There is profit in war. Countries profit from wars. Yes, there are there are casualties. There are people who do not that it does not benefit, but it benefits governments. The government that's initiating well that wants to get into a war for whatever reason. They they have many reasons. Control, the you know, take over, oil, whatever it is. So a lot of times I believe they can cause things like this. They can, I mean, you know, there's a big conspiracy with 9-11. Maybe it's on this list. I don't know. I'll see. You know, that things are caused so that we have an excuse to go and declare war and put our assets over there and people start making money. Believe it or not, there's many ways and I could talk. I could do a whole podcast just on that. Number nine, Big Tobacco knew that cigarettes caused cancer. Marlboro, Camel, Newport, etc. Conspiracy. For decades, tobacco companies buried evidence that smoking is deadly. The truth. At the beginning of the 1950s, research was showing an indisputable statistical link between smoking and lung cancer. But it wasn't until the late 1990s that Philip Morris even admitted that smoking could cause cancer. The benefits of quitting smoking are huge. Food tastes better, your mouth feels fresher, and most importantly, your risk of tobacco-related disease drops significantly. I mean, I don't know how that was a conspiracy theory. I mean, I could understand. We didn't know anything when we started smoking, but then, you know, research, research, research. They found out in tobacco, huge industry, billion, multi-billion dollar, even to this day, even though you don't you don't see when I was younger, you would see uh cigarette commercials. And I remember, I mean, propaganda is a monster. Propaganda works. I don't care who you are, propaganda works. All this political propaganda to the left and the right and the Republicans and Democrats, it will steer you one way or another. That's how they control you, propaganda. And you think you're not being controlled, you think, Oh no, this is just what I want. No, well <laughs> uh think about that because i remember watching the tobacco commercials when i was younger and i remember i distinctly remember the marlboro i remember uh well all of them but my favorite was the marlboro ones but uh they always had it was always a dude you know strapping young man probably in his 20s cowboy nice horse horse is healthy as hell he's, he's got some women around them and he's got a he got a Marlboro in his in in his mouth and he's smoking and it's, I remember those commercials, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um. Ooh, man. Okay, ten. 
Oh, I know this one. There is alien evidence in the American Southwest. Conspiracy. E.T. is buried in the desert of New Mexico. The truth. This one is real. Oh, the other ones aren't real. The Atari video game E.T., the extraterrestrial, failed so miserably that the company buried unsold cartridges in a desert landfill. Wait, what did you think we meant? Real aliens in New Mexico? Not yet, anyway. <laughs> I'm reading this from the Reader's Digest. It is not easy to bury things forever. If you are brave enough, take a look at these disturbing finds made by home inspectors, real estate professionals, and undertakers. Oh, that's a link. Well, I'm not going to go there yet. But yes. Uh, this one's very real. Um, if you ever had an Atari, the Coleco or the 2600, I had an Atari 2600. I remember I had this game. And it is it is the worst game ever made in the world. Like, whoever made it really didn't care. Like, they, they, they were probably getting fired. They were like, yo, I got the next best thing here. Boom, put it out. Or they changed the code on whoever made the real one. Because this thing was a nightmare. A nightmare video game. It was so stupid. It was so, it was like, what the hell did they mean? Well, the thing is they buried, they had so many cartridges left because nobody bought it that they had to bury it in the desert. So Atari went out of business. They went and buried all these games in the desert. And uh, there's even a documentary about it if you want to go see it. I think, I think it was the day Atari died or something like that. I don't remember what it's called, but it, there's a documentary on it where they go to the landfill and they find all these games in there. Um, oh my goodness. Number 11 is hilarious. Uh, Canada tried to develop a gaydar. We used to say that a lot. Remember back when, uh, you, like, nobody said anything when you said, like, a gay joke or anything? Back in, like, the 80s, 90s, whatever. Conspiracy. The Canada government was so paranoid about homosexuality that, that it developed a gaydar machine. The truth. It really happened. In the 1960s, the government hired a university professor to develop a way to detect homosexuality in, <laughs> in federal employees. He came up with a machine that measured pupil dilation in response to same-sex erotic imagery. The Canadian government used it to exclude or fire more than 400 men from civil service, the military, and the Mounties. Wow, only the men, huh? Wow. Wow. Fortunately, things have changed in a lot. Uh, a lot since those days. Uh, but here's the one word you should never say in a job interview. Hold on. I got to click on that. Let me. So here's the one word you should never say in a job interview. Let me see. Let me see. Um. Oh, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The word actually represents a contradiction so for example the movie was awful huh actually i really liked it actually represents a contradiction it does yeah that's true but i won't get into that let's go back to conspiracy we got the last one last one here number 12 the illuminati and the u.s government oh boy this is this is this is i think the mother of all conspiracies this one the illuminati um you know uh I'm a traveling man myself. The reason I did that a couple of years ago for during the mil uh after while I was in the military where you know um I became a mason was because of this reason I, I like I was so like I was like I need to know I need to know you know um and it's very it's 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 a very secretive society um 
So you're not going to know anything on the level above you unless you go through and do what you got to do. You know what I mean? And I'm just, you know, but anyway, conspiracy, a secret society that rules the world. The Illuminati and the U.S. National Security Agency are in cahoots. The truth, we're here to tell you that a link does, in fact, exist. Of course, that link is actually a hyperlink, an electronic link between two Internet sites. If you type Illuminati backwards, it's Atina Muli into a web browser, you will land in the NSA website. Wow. I am not, there's a link and I am not going to click it. I'm sorry. I am on my iPad. I'm recording this on my iPad. I am not going to click that uh, by any means necessary. So, but yeah, let's go. Uh, no, I'm not clicking that. that shit, it just gave me chills. Nope. So, that is 12 conspiracy theories that are actually turned out to be true. Um, you know, and you could judge for yourself. There's some other conspiracies that are sh- I'm sure through are true. There's some that I'm sure are not true. Let me know, guys, if you know any conspiracy theories I may not know. But I know a lot. But let me know. You could call in on Anchor FM. If you like, you can go uh, inbox me on Instagram at Cigar Ralphie. I know the name's different from this, uh, you know, this podcast, but that's what it is. I try to keep one Instagram for everything. I had multiple Instagrams. It's just too hard for one person to keep up with, you know. Uh, my my uh, Twitter's also Cigar Ralphie, and you can go to my YouTube channel also. I got three YouTube channels. I got Cigar Ralphie. I got Florida Ralphie, and I have Ralph Online. Ralph Online, Cigar Ralphie, and Florida Ralph. Florida Ralphie is do vlogs, so just, you know, Florida and how it is to live, you know, and that stuff. Just me. Uh, Cigar Ralphie, I do reactions to different music stuff and different things. And then Ralph Online is where I look at, like, news stories and things and talk about it, things going on social media or whatever. So... That's my thing. And, of course, here my podcast, which is distributed in all, not all, but a lot of uh, different podcast uh, platforms. So, you got Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play and um, Podbean and a lot of places. Okay. I'm, I think I'm like nine different places. That's where Anchor goes. You can donate to the channel if you'd like, but I don't know if it's... You know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say you could donate to the channel if you like so I can keep this going. It's hard to keep going. Um I may need equipment and stuff like that, you know, just to get better. Um, but you know, and maybe it's too early to say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You don't have to, it's not mandatory, but if you know, the more I get donations or help for the channel, the more I can do more and get more creative and stuff, right? But anyway. Again, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, guys. And as always, I will see you on the next conspiracy.